The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. My name is Kat Victorino, and joining me today for the conversation is Simon Holdsworth and Kim Sorensen. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So we had a very, um, what would we call it? Wet. Not not really an ugly wind, but a wet wind, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> my, my family, and I see a lot of the faithful, have been calling it the mud bowl. Yeah, it's an accurate description. Yeah. <laughs> So the 49ers went into Washington, well, they went into Landover, Maryland, and beat the Redskins with a final score of 9-0. to There were no touchdowns scored in this game, which broke our streak of scoring the on the first drive of the second half. We had scored a touchdown every game, the first drive of the second half, and we didn't do it this time. Oh, I'm crushed, you guys. Okay, really, I'm not. We're 6-0. and How can you be crushed over that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it was muddy, it was ugly, but it was a win. Talk to me about what you loved about this game. Um, what I loved about it was that we showed that we can win ugly, which for any team with any kind of championship aspirations is something that you need to do. Um, obviously, being a West Coast team as well, going, going across the country for the first time and and just grinding out a you know a, a difficult win, which the conditions were a great leveler. Let's be perfectly honest, and and just seeing the D um, perform again as they have been all season was just was just great. It was a an ugly win, but a beautiful ugly win. If, if there is such a thing, <laughs> is it Deepak who always says, "I will take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day"? Uh, it probably is. That sounds like Deepak. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, what was your favorite thing about this game? I, I couldn't have said it better. It, it, just, just the the win was the, the the key key essential part of it. Well, and you could tell when they felt like okay, we're in a groove because all of a sudden you see the team smiling, laughing, joking, enjoying the rain. I mean, and then winning. <laughs> How can you not help but pretend it's a slip and slide and and go sliding across that wet wet field? That was awesome. That was really, really awesome. But it's indicative of the spirit in the team, isn't it? Um, there were a couple of things that are becoming habitual and and, and were still prevalent in the game. Um, George Kittle, for instance, had only had three catches, but all of them were on third down and all of them moved the change, which is is something that is becoming... It's happening every week. You know, Every time we're, we're on third down... We go to George Kittle and the chains move, which obviously keeps drives going. It keeps defences on the field for longer. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned before about the defence as well, they're still getting the quarterback hurries. They're still getting the sacks. They're still getting the turnovers. And it was a shutout. Let's not forget that. You know, every shutout should be uh, should be remembered and applauded, really, because it's very, very rare in the NFL. Well, and that's like a goal of, the, of any defensive squad is to have a shutout. Absolutely. <laughs> and our third down efficiency, 43% for this game. We were 7 of 16. Our fourth down efficiency, 1 of 2, 50% for this, t- for this game. And third and fourth down have been things that we have been able to convert this year. Yeah, and hopefully, as of last night, it, it doesn't have to be Kittle every time. 
this is true. We'll get on to the addition of, of uh, Emmanuel Sanders later on. But um, let's, you know, we, we talk a lot about the offense on, on this show. Granted, you know, Cat has a few crushes on that on that team. Um, <laughs> but really, our big wow for this year has been the defense. You know, the addition of Nick Bosa, who is leading the team in tackling uh, for this game, five solo and two half tackles. Um, he has just really been the spark we needed. Absolutely. And, you know, he was still playing a little bit hurt after his um, preseason injury. And the last couple of weeks, he's kind of, particularly against the Browns, he showed what he's capable of and, and he will only get better. Um, you know, if he carries on in this vein of, um, of form for the rest of the season, we're perhaps not just looking at defensive rookie of the year, but maybe defensive player of the year. Because he's he's just unblockable at the minute. It's ridiculous. He's definitely strong. Kim, what do you think? Yeah, Bosa and and don't forget the the addition of D Ford. Mm, yes. He well that that tandem <laughs> coupled with uh, with uh, Buckner and Armstead, they have just been a unstoppable force. Now, we were talking offline just a minute ago, and Simon, you wanted to say something about um, some unmentioned players this year on the defense. Yeah, I mean, the defensive line is rightfully getting all the plaudits and all the attention, and we've definitely discussed the secondary, how they're benefiting from a, 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 you know, a better pass rush. But I wanted to just draw attention to the perhaps the guys who go a little bit under the radar, and that's Quan Alexander and Fred Warner, who through the first six games of this season, have, for me, have been the best linebacker tandem we've had since Willis and, and Bowman. Um, and Quan Alexander is a leader. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the mic'd up videos of him over the past few weeks. That guy is, he, he's, a, he's a leader. He he amps people up. He's hes a great guy to be around by the sound of things, but he's sideline to sideline. He stuffs the run. He can blitz. He's got a couple of half sacks already. And, and Fred Warner, who we knew was good from last year, obviously his rookie season, and he, he was a bit of a, an, an unpolished diamond, but he's kind of being outshone by, by Quan Alexander, who I think has been a great acquisition. And I just wanted to make sure that we were kind of giving those guys the plaudits because, you know, they're the ones that, are, for the most part, are causing the fumbles. They've got interceptions and, you know, it's all part of the, the great defence that we have, but I think that they've been a little bit omitted in terms of our attention. So just wanted to uh, make sure that we mentioned them, really. I love it because they have been playing strong. This whole defence has been playing strong. Uh, Kim, what are your thoughts? Well, they, they've, I believe they nicknamed themselves the, the Hot Boys. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 couldn't yeah. ag- I couldn't agree more that Quan uh, uh, Alexander just seems like... <laughs> The, the natural leader and and has brought really brought out the best in Warner. Warner was was great uh, in his rookie year, but uh, really he seems to have uh, been taken under the wing of Alexander and just they they have taken it to another level. So yes, the defense currently ranks fifth among allowing open receivers with opposing receivers getting open sixty nine percent of the plays the last five seasons. Get this, 10 of the 12 teams to have a four-plus game winning streak have made the playoffs. 
we keep trying to temper ourselves here. Okay, well, maybe not me, but you know, Deepak <laughs> is my is my uh, my my life coach in that regard. Um, so we've been trying to temper ourselves, but okay, we're six and zero. Are we really that good, or are we just setting ourselves up for the big fall when we start seeing teams like the Saints, the Packers, and the like? This, this, this games against the Saints and the Packers are going to give us a really good yardstick of where we really are because those teams are doing well. But you know, when we beat the Bucks, everyone was saying, "Well, it's only the Bucks," and then and then the Bucks went on to beat the Rams. Uh, they said oh, it was only Cleveland, but Cleveland had beaten Baltimore, who went into Seattle last week and got a win. So matchups are, you know, it's, there's a saying in boxing that you know styles make great fights and. I think with this is that we, no matter who we match up by, you can only beat who's in front of you. So yes, the the, guy, the the teams that have played us have got losing records, but they've also proven that on any given Sunday they can beat anybody. So who's to say that it's not them playing badly? It's just us not letting them play well. There's a big difference, I think. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Us not letting them play well. Yeah, I think that the no de- one's the ever defenses, said that. The defense is is. Dominant, you know, the, the Browns have got a sound, solid running game with Nick Chubb. They've got Baker Mayfield. They've got they've got Jarvis Landry for crying out loud, and Odell Beckham Jr. And they got absolutely nothing from our defense. They're talented guys. That's a talented team, and they we held them to three points. So I'd like to focus on what we're not allowing them to do, rather than I what like they're that. incapable of doing. I couldn't agree more. There was uh, some some stat about the the receivers we have faced, and and they there was a total uh, about the yards and and uh, how many catches that they they had had against us, and it really was quite astonishing that those receivers uh, from the Rams, uh, Beckham Jr. etc., uh, how how little they had 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 done against us. Yeah, it was it was Mike Evans, wasn't it? Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, Odell Beckham Jr., and uh, was it? It was the guy from the round. Who's the guy from the Rams? The little dude. Uh, not 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 uh, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, and they'd only had something like ten catches for 174 yards and no touchdowns yeah. between the four of them. Four franchise receivers as well. And we have allowed just 98 passing yards in our last two games combined. Again, defense, defense, defense. It's incredible. It's 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 certainly a throwback to the last time we went to the championship game. You know that defense was with 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 the cowboy and Alden Smith and Ahmad Brooks and the two linebackers that we spoke about earlier and and those guys was a great defense, but. This is a young defense as well. Apart from Richard Sherman, who probably takes the average age up by a couple of years, <laughs> um, but it's a young defense. This defense is only going to get better if we can keep them together. Oh, that would be nice. That would be so nice. But anyway, I want to start getting excited about this team because I feel like our team can definitely stand up to some of those those tougher opponents that we are going to face. Only because look at what they've done so far. Yeah, completely agree. Sunday's game is going to be a big acid test. We're coming up against a good Carolina outfit who probably got the the best player in the league so far this year in Christian McCaffrey, who's a bit of a he's a bit like Alvin Kamara, isn't he? He's a bit of a Swiss Army knife kind of guy. And 
it'd be a good test for our defence. If we can keep him quiet, we win that game. It's as simple as that. I hope we, uh, uh, they, they have been uh, looking at uh, the Carolina against uh, the Buccaneers uh, tapes because the, bu- the Bucs uh, really kept him, uh, kept him down in, in the games they have had against them. Now, I had seen a stat. I'm trying to find it as we as we talk, but um, I had seen a graphic um, that was comparing the the two uh, the two teams this weekend. And even though Carolina does not have the same kind of record that we do, we're very evenly matched. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Carolina, Carolina are a good team, a really good team. Um, it's going to be tough. It's probably our toughest assignment yet, I think. So it'll be a, a good test. Kyle Allen hasn't uh, lost a game yet, but uh, it'll come this Sunday. Yeah, he can't win a game off his back, can he? That's true. No. <laughs> and people people have, have spoken about how he never throws interceptions, and that's all very, very good. But, but he has been prone to, to lose the ball. He has... In his four starts uh, this year, he has six fumbles. Yeah. We, we just have to take advantage of that on Sunday. Absolutely. We signed Emmanuel Sanders from the Denver Broncos, traded him, got a trade out of it, uh, gave up two picks, three picks? Two picks. Two. two picks for next year's draft. What do we see in Emmanuel Sanders? Does he still have the gas to, to perform at a top level? Yeah, he's um, he's coming off an injury, but he he's a slick operator. And I read a stat today that um, he hasn't he's has thirty catches this year for something like just shy of four hundred yards and two touchdowns. He hasn't dropped a pass this wow. year. Wow! Yeah, not one pass. Obviously, I've put the Indian sign over him now, and he's gonna have he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna have he's gonna have hands like Kyle Williams now. You know, obviously, because I've said that, but. Um, he he can he the the good thing about Emmanuel Sanders is that he's he's a triple threat. You can line him up in the slot. You can you can stretch the field. He can do jet. He can do jet sweeps. He can he really is going to give Kyle Shanahan some options to really open the playbook up. And it's also going to take some attention away from the likes of Kittle, um, Jalen Hurd when he comes back as well. Who's who's a, a big tall receiver for for when we get down into the red zone. So. It's a great acquisition as far as I'm concerned. And yes, we gave up a third round pick and a fourth round uh, pick, but those picks are likely, likely if we continue in the same vein, to be late picks. Whereas the, the Denver fifth round that we got is likely to be a, a fairly low pick. So maybe that one you can just see it as shifting back a few places in the draft. Um, so essentially we gave a third round really and just moved back. But... Um, yeah, it reminds me of. Can you remember in '94 when we signed Dion Sanders? It's another <laughs> yes. Sanders. It's another Sanders, and yeah, we should uh, give him the same number as well, yeah. so people can use the <laughs> There'd be a lot of old re- old retro shirts coming out, wouldn't there, Kim? If that was the case, um, <laughs> this is true. The, the, the only issue I foresee with Emmanuel Sanders is that someone needs to tell him that the number ten jersey is already gone. Yeah, he can't have that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, and if he, he he has to answer to you, right? If he gets it, <laughs> a darn tootin'. <laughs> I take care of my Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you what do you see in him, Kim? Well, 
I, I, I thought he was. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's kind of funny because the, the, all this time the talk about trades and and uh, wide receivers. I, I really was more looking forward to Trent Taylor coming back, uh, but. I must say, I, I think it was a great pickup. Uh, I, I really, I really do. Uh, the price wasn't that uh, that high to me, uh, at least. Uh, and and of the thirty catches, uh, he is uh, registered uh, to have uh, made seventeen of them were for first downs. So he, oh, nice. As mentioned earlier. Kittle has been our go-to guy when, when, uh, when in, in need of a first down. But but Sanders really could be that that second second option in in those situations. And um, Scandurello, our quarterbacks coach, who went to to Denver, used uh, uses uh, the 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 same system in Denver. So there really shouldn't be that much uh, different for him. So. He should be able to go. They they expect him you, to to go uh, all re- on on Sunday. That was going to be my next question: Is do you think that he'll go on Sunday? But if they're already saying he's going, then he's going. Uh, if I understood it correctly, I they they had had the discussions uh, in when when negotiating uh, that they the Carolina uh, sorry Denver had to uh, to make the paperwork so. So he could be ready to play for us on Sunday. So I expect him to be active. Yeah, Denver definitely wanted him. I think that's the reason why we had to give another pickup to get him a week early than what Denver wanted to let him go, from all accounts. Got it. Well, and if he doesn't work out, he will be a free agent at the end of the season. So we're not locked into anything. But on the flip side, if he does really well, then we have to go through the negotiations to try and sign him for future years. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> it's um, it's it, it's it's kind of a, there's a massive upside for what really is low risk with this. Yeah. It's, it's it's a sensible pickup. You know, Sanu would have been a, a, exactly the same kind of thing. I mean, out of all the receivers that that were out there that we were getting linked with, Sanu and Sanders were the two that I thought. Well, if we get one of those. I'll be really happy because Sanu's played under Shanahan before. Um, slightly different player, but obviously knows the knows the um, knows Shanahan's offense inside out. And it's interesting, isn't it, that the two undefeated teams are the ones who've gone and picked up the two best wide receivers that wide were receivers. Up, that were up for trade. Yeah, yeah, and there are, people are already calling for the the Patriots and the Niners in the Super Bowl, which cracks me up because I I as excited as I want to get, I'm so like ready for that other shoe to fall just because you know it's going to <laughs> can you imagine how beautiful that would be though just seeing tom brady constantly on his backside in his retirement game that what would be a, lovely what <laughs> a beautiful <laughs> thing that's, to have him under bosa all game yeah that, that's like football <laughs> utopia it really is <laughs> if, if the season if a season ends like that i'd be happy never to watch another football game again <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I want more. 
<laughs> Until the next game, obviously, yeah. But, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so our friend Nathaniel James just got back to the UK from his lovely trip out here. We loved meeting him. My husband and I got to spend some time with him and his lovely wife. We had a great time. But he missed our entire conversation the last couple podcasts about who we think is going to be the uh, the, the stopper for us. Who, who do we think is going to give us the biggest trouble coming up? And, you know, we can... We can keep having that conversation because, you know, things change daily with these teams. So what do you guys think? In your opinion, what team is going to be the one to bring us our first loss? The Saints, I think. I'd have to see in the, both the Saints and the Seahawks in, in a little bit more detail than what I normally watch them. I would have perhaps said Seattle, but I think the Saints. Um, the Saints look good. Um, I can't remember. Do we play the Saints first or the Packers yes. First. We play the Saints before we play the Packers. Yeah, so I think New Orleans is going to be the one that... I'm not saying they will beat us, but right. I think it's the game where we have the biggest chance of losing, if that's such a thing. Okay. Kim? Yeah, I, I agree. And and I just we, we don't lose to the Packers because I'll be at Levi's for that game, so I don't <laughs> want to go home with a loss in the bank. But um, no, the, the, the Saints are an ob- obvious... Obvious, obvious threat for 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 the for attitude. Well, I don't think we should overlook the Cardinals because they have been on the upswing, and we play them before we play the Saints or the Packers. So I I'm a little cautious around the Cardinals, to be honest with you. Oh really? But I can understand that they they have yeah, been yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. An, an evil evil spirit for us in a lot of times. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't want to look ahead we, I, I, too I, I far can't ahead see Kyla, Kyla Murray he may, he may be, be small but but uh, they, they'll be able to hit him as well so Ross Irwin asks when the starting tackles are fit do they automatically go straight back in yes but most times they do it, yeah I think so but it's not as straightforward as it perhaps would have been because the guys who've come in have done a tremendous job uh school and uh, i can't remember the name of the other guy but um but yeah they've done a real yes of course yeah yeah they've yeah they've done a really good job um a really really good job you know jimmy g has for the most part been protected really well and the run game hasn't suffered that much i mean obviously sunday's game is perhaps a bad game to make comparisons just because of the conditions but yeah, you can't leave Joe Staley out, and obviously with Joe Staley comes Mike McGlinchey. They're like, like the, the brothers Grimm, aren't they? They're, they're t- exactly. <laughs> like you can't town. have one without the other. No, you, no, absolutely not. They're like the t- they are literally two bookends, aren't they? Those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. For me, they go straight in. I, I, I agree, totally agree. As as well as as the the their replacements have done, it's. It's a no-brainer, really. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be the other side of the coin then and say that they will probably work them in uh, slowly. You know, I mean, they're both coming off of injuries. And I know they're, I I believe Staley is already back at, uh, back at practice, but he's not practicing in pads. Um, I don't believe McGlinchey's back to practice yet, but... Um, 
I just, you know, I, I would err on the side of caution. You've got two guys that are playing strong, you know, rotate them in and get them, you know, get Staley that, 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 that routine, get him back into that routine, you know, before you make him start again and play the full game. That's just my, that's my take on it. It's a good shout. All right, so we're coming home. We're meeting up with the Panthers. We are coming home, right? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm all lost here. <laughs> meeting up with the Panthers, former division rival for just a few years. Uh, the Panthers lead the series against us, though, guys, 13-8. and eight. Wow. And they've won six of the last seven. Holy Toledo. I think we need to break that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the, the, the last game... Uh, in San Francisco or Santa Clara, should I say, was a bit of a blowout, wasn't it, from memory? A couple, uh, couple of years ago? Yeah, it was 23-3. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. If, so, And it was Robbie Gold who prevented the shutout with eight seconds remaining in the game. <laughs> Dear me. How times have changed, huh? <laughs> now we're just crossing the finger that it gets to the, to the goalposts. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing on Robbie. I, I, I can, I, I'm certain that they're working on it, and you know we've got our long snapper coming back in Correct. the next yeah. couple of weeks. No, we'll he's back good. this week. He's back this week, Cal Nelson. Is he back this week? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, the band's Phew. the band's uh, finished. So, the, and we've waived the other the other guy, so he'll definitely be back in. Sweet. So the Panthers had a bye last week, but they beat the Bucks in London the previous week, thirty-seven to twenty-six, for their fourth consecutive win to go four and two. Uh, like I said, I've seen stuff that's shown that the Panthers are actually pretty evenly matched. We are have about the same time of possession, about the same number of yards allowed by the defense, about the same number of yards uh, uh, thrown, about the same number of yards uh, rushing. Um, what do you guys think we need to do to get past the Panthers? Shut down Christian McCaffrey. I, I genuinely think if we do that, we win the game. I really, really do because he's he's scoring all their points pretty much. Um, he's getting he's them, he's, he's and he's breaking big players as well. So if we can keep him quiet and keep their offense off, uh, sorry, keep their offense off the field, then I think we'll I think we'll win the game. Yeah, um, I think we are only matched offensively. They 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 match us offensively, points scored and and yards. But I think. Defensively, we're, we're quite a lot better, both in in points scored on defense and 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 yards and just just uh, off my memory, <laughs> I may be wrong, but keep uh, McCaffrey in 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 check and then their 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 rush defense is not very good, so that it it really should play into to our game. Well, what I'm seeing is that they allow 22.2 points per game and allow about 344 yards per game. Hmm. I think we could do more than 344 yards this game. What do you think? Dry conditions, running the football. Exactly. Three, we'll get that in, in rushing yards alone. <laughs> well, and we're at home, so... Yeah, yeah absolutely. Home field advantage is now a thing for us, guys. <laughs> yeah, for, for so long it wasn't, was it? I'm I'm really looking forward to to visiting Levi's with the the, the new home home feel uh, coming. It, it it 
wasn't that loud when I was there in 14 and 15. Yeah. I can promise it's loud now. Yeah, the atmosphere at the last home game looked great, didn't it? It looked it really, did. really good. It um, did, and Nathaniel had the best time. He said it was absolutely electric. I can't wait to get him back on so he can talk about his experience at, yeah, at Levi. absolutely. And it's worth also mentioning that we're wearing the throwback uniforms this Sunday as well, aren't we? Oh, yes. So I'll be pulling out my 95 jersey because I didn't get a 94 jersey. So I have the gold trim around my letter, my number eight. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you and quarterbacks, geez. <laughs> I know. I, I Well, I've always had a thing for the quarterbacks. But, you know, Kittle has kind of caught my eye too. So what can I say? Uh <laughs> So we're opening, we've opened as five and a half point favorites. I haven't looked at the line currently, but you know, I would really like it if the pundits would keep saying, you know, just look at what they, they're not, they're not any good. They're, you know, yeah, it's just the Niners. They haven't mm-hmm. played anybody who counts. I would feel better if they keep saying that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, but that will only go on for so long though, won't it? You know, slowly but surely people are starting to stand up and, and really take notice and, you know, if we do get the win that we want on Sunday, I think people will start saying now, well, hang on a minute, you know, the, <laughs> nine, the Niners. Um, interestingly, Peter Schrager on Good Morning Football, he had the Saints ranked better than us. So that's kind of, even though we're undefeated and the Saints have lost one game, that's kind of, people are still saying, well, you know, the Niners, yeah, they're 6-0, like you said, but they're not they're not that good. If, if we beat Carolina on on Sunday, I think people will start to really take us seriously. And I think it's about time. <laughs> high, high time. High time. <laughs> we'll, we, we can always uh, count on Sherman to, to find some, some, some lie to, to make us the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> From one of the you idiots know, that he spoke about in the media. I mean, the people exactly. Are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I know there are a lot of the faithful who have not really come over to being a Sherman fan, but man, he has got me hook, line, and sinker. He's saying all the right things and genuinely comes off as a decent guy. So uh, he's, yeah, he's he's tops in my book right now. <laughs> Uncle Shit. I, I love him Uncle as Shit. well. I, I think he, we, we, we may pray, pray uh, we may praise uh, the, the new newcomers to the team, but I think his, his leadership really has been a huge part of it as well. Well, and that's what I was hoping from day one was that he would come in and actually use his experience to help groom some of these younger guys. And it certainly seems like he is. He's out there barking at them all the time and coaching them up. And God, I would love to see him be a coach someday. He's a winner. He's a proven winner. Um, mm-hmm. And and this is another positive with bringing Emmanuel Sanders in as well. He's, he's been to the dance and, and won it. Um, you know, so that kind of experience can only help the young guys. Really yeah. can. Absolutely. All right, guys, it's time to play our favorite game, or shall we play the two-minute drill? Ready. Yeah. Okay, I've got two minutes on the clock. Here we go. Simon, having won four on the road, does that make make our 6-0 and start even better? Yes, absolutely. Um, winning away in the NFL is always difficult. Kim, will Bosa be in the shakeup for Rookie of the Year? Yes. Simon, with a 14-2 record as a starter, just how good is Jimmy G? 
Jimmy G is a game manager at this moment in time, and I think he's only going to get better. Um, obviously, coming off a long, a long and difficult injury as well, he's doing well, but I wouldn't say he's perfect yet, which is exciting. Kim, the Skins win was a real potential banana skin. Can we back that up with a win against the Panthers? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt. Simon, I know we already covered this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Will the Sanders trade be a boom or a bust? I think it'll be a boom. He's got too much of an upside. A big boom or a little boom? Big boom. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, will we make any more trades before the deadline? No, I, I, uh, no. You think we're done? I, 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 can't, done? I, can't, I can't see that happening. No. Okay. Simon, will we finish with more than 10 wins? Uh, yes, I think we'll finish 12 and 4. Wow. Kim, just how good is this D? It's, it's really, really good. And really, really exciting. Uh, Simon, with no third or fourth down conversions against them, is this unit the best in the league? Uh, well, obviously, I'm, I'm a little bit biased. Um, the only defense that may be pushing them for that is the Patriots at the minute, but they've played worse people than us. Kim, is it between us and the Sea Chicks for the NFC West? Yes, but the, but the Rams are still hanging on, but I, I can't. It, it, it will be a bit between us and, the, and Seattle. Yeah. Awesome. And then one bonus question. Which soap box powder would the panel recommend to get the whites whiter than white? Daz, obviously, that's their slogan. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't, you, I had you, to throw that one in there. <laughs> would, would you have Daz in the state? You would have Daz in the states, wouldn't you? Ah, uh, does not ring a bell. To it's be honest, Daz. well, maybe. I mean, it, it could be a, a regional thing. It may be something back <laughs> east or midwest, but you know. <laughs> For my whites, I use gain. Oh, anyway. Uh, anything else we want to cover? We flew through that show. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I think we should perhaps mention the the GoFundMe um, page that we have. Details of that can be found on the group announcements on our Facebook page. But, um, you know, things like this and other things do cost money and we rely solely on the generosity of our members. So if you do feel a little bit flush, please visit the GoFundMe page and donate what you can. We'd be most grateful. Every little bit helps, and our uh, Podbean um, membership just had to be just renewed, so your support is always welcome. So I think we've covered everything. Uh, it's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Goodbye. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Andy Mitchell, Daryl Nils Handman, Deepak Gohill, Graham Ross, James Little, Jason Argo, Mark Lyon, Nathaniel James, Neil Jepson, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Ross Irwin, Simon Holdsworth, and Stephen Box for all the work they do on the show and in the group. My apologies if I missed anyone. And if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We're always looking for members to help out, contribute, or appear on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure you check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. On behalf of Simon Holdsworth and Kim Sorensen, I'm Kat Victorino. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good day. Go Niners! 